On this episode, discover five problem areas that cause ineffective marketing campaigns and learn how to avoid them. Are you ready to discover the specific growth marketing tactics that will help you generate more traffic, leads, and sales? That's what Learn Growth Marketing is all about. In 20 minutes or less, you'll stay informed on what's trending and how to leverage it today with actionable marketing insights that keep you ahead of the curve in a constantly changing digital landscape. So whether you're starting a business, scaling a business, or helping your clients get better results, it's time to sit back, relax, and become the smartest marketer in the room. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learn Growth Marketing. I'm your host, Nicholas Scalise, and on this episode, we're looking at some problems with growth marketing and how to avoid them. Let's face it, there's a lot of bad marketing in the world, and a lot of bad marketers too, but what causes it and how can we fix it? On this podcast, I'll reveal five problem areas that cause ineffective marketing campaigns and show you exactly what to do to avoid them. The five areas are, number one, bad products, number two, lazy messaging, Number three, mismatched channels. Number four, gimmicky tactics. And number five, anecdotal decisions. Let's get to the first one, bad products. The first problem is one that I see more often than anything else. Your product just isn't up to par. Yeah, there's no sugarcoating it. Sometimes you just need to go back to the drawing board and create something better. A good example is Amazon's epic failure known as the Fire Phone. As noted by Fortune, Amazon customers gave the smartphone a lackluster rating of 2.6 out of 5 stars. Reviewers called the device forgettable and mediocre. And Amazon all but admitted to the underwhelming sales by drastically cutting the Fire Phone's price from $200 to $0.99 just one month after unveiling it at a splashy press conference in Seattle. Did the market ask for another phone option beyond Android and iOS? Not really. But Amazon being Amazon thought it was a good idea to make one anyway. And all the marketing chops in the world couldn't save what was essentially a bad product at the end of the day. The bottom line here with this first tip is that your marketing won't save you if your products or services are crap. So focus on creating something that people actually want. Make something that solves a problem. That's the starting point for many of the best marketing campaigns in history. Moving on to the second problem, lazy messaging. Let me share an actual pop-up that I saw on someone's website. Now, this being an audio podcast, I'm going to have to explain it to you, but if you want to see the visual that goes along with it, simply check the show notes for this episode to see the post. The pop-up says, join our newsletter. And the sub-headline says, sign up to receive the latest updates directly from our studio. There's a first name, last name, an email address field, and then a sign-up button that simply says, sign up. So do you see anything wrong with that? Well, to sum it all up, the messaging is extremely boring and drab. It's lazy. You have to use your words to inspire people to take action. Give them a reason to want to opt in. Just saying join our newsletter or get updates is not enough. Why should I join your newsletter? Why should I receive updates? Why do I care if they're directly from your studio or your company? And why do I need to enter both my first name and last name just for a simple sign-up? There's too much work here for most people to see the value in opting in for that type of offer. These days, consumers are more skeptical than ever before. Every word counts. You should place extra emphasis on your headlines and your call to action text, especially since this is what first draws people's attention. On future episodes, I'll go into more detail on how you can use simple tricks to spice up your messaging. 
For now, let me just give you this advice. Be interesting and show the reader what's in it for them. Not only with your pop-ups, but with all of your content, from your email copy to your ad text to everything in between. Okay, we're moving right along to the third mistake, and this one's called mismatched channels. Have you ever launched an ad campaign on Reddit? If so, you might know how difficult it is to break through on that very interesting and very unique community. It doesn't mean that the channel, Reddit, is bad. It just means that Reddit has a very specific culture, and advertisers need to respect and adapt to that culture. And most don't, and that's why their ads fail. This also applies to content marketing, where you're not advertising, but you're just trying to get organic reach on a channel like Reddit or Quora or anywhere that you're unfamiliar with. Another example is SMS marketing or texting. Personally, I'm not a fan of promotional text messages. SMS is a very personal channel for me, where I only use it with friends and family. But for someone else who views SMS in a different light, this may be a great channel for promotional content. You might get a much higher response from someone through a text than through an email. The lesson here is it's not about finding a good channel or a bad channel, but rather aligning your marketing campaign and your audience to the right channels for that audience. When you get everything in alignment, it just works. The fourth bad tactic I want to share with you is called gimmicky tactics. Have you ever clicked on an ad only to see a huge countdown timer with giant text that says limited time offer and it was ending very soon? Yeah, it's not fun at all. It feels like the digital equivalent of walking into a used car dealership and being told that if you want a great deal, you're going to need to buy right now. Well, unfortunately, there are a lot of shady tactics used by marketers. From the folks who spam you with LinkedIn connections to the cold email outreach bros who overwhelm your inbox, these tactics are getting old. And a surefire way to lose trust is to jump on the latest marketing trend for a short-term gain without thinking about the long-term consequences. One easy way to find out if you're dealing with a gimmicky tactic or an honest method for growth is to ask yourself, is this interrupting someone or is it helping someone? If you honestly have a sale and you need a countdown timer to represent when that sale is ending, go ahead. But if you're creating artificial urgency or artificial scarcity, that is nothing more than a gimmicky tactic. And last but not least, the fifth mistake I want to share with you is called anecdotal decisions. This is a problem that's cropping up in companies of all sizes. People are making decisions based on personal accounts rather than facts or research. And this is a huge problem in the world of conversion optimization, which I talk about a lot on the blog and on this podcast. Because when it comes to improving your website or your landing pages, everyone has an opinion as to what works. And if you let the opinions guide you rather than the data, you're usually just wasting your time and creating a bad habit. So is there a place for opinions? Sure. But if I could choose between making a data-driven decision or making a decision based off of my opinion, I would almost always go with the data. So if you don't know where to start when it comes to making data-driven decisions, I'd recommend looking into tools like Hotjar, Full Story, Usability Hub, and of course, Google Analytics. These are great places to start gathering data and sorting through it so you can make better decisions instead of decisions based on an opinion. I'll include links to all of these tools and much more in the show notes for this episode. So that's a wrap for this episode. What I wanted to cover were the five big mistakes that I see happen all the time in the world of growth marketing. Now, of course, I don't have all the answers, but hopefully by pointing out a few of these stumbling blocks that I've seen firsthand over the last 11 plus years of working as a marketer, you can navigate around them and focus on growth marketing principles that actually work. And of course, this is not an exhaustive list. 
I'd love to hear what other negative behaviors you've seen or experienced in the world of growth marketing. You can connect with me using the link in the show notes. Of course, as we wrap up, one final thing I want to share with you, and that is my weekly newsletter called Growth Marketer Weekly. If you've been listening to the podcast and getting any value at all out of it, you're going to get a lot more value out of this short weekly email that goes out every Thursday where I cover the very best growth marketing news, tools, and insights. It's already trusted by almost 2,000 marketers, and I'd love for you to sign up. It's absolutely free, and you can check it out by hitting the link in the show notes or simply going to growthmarketer.co. That's growthmarketer.co. That's going to do it for this episode, so hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes of Learn Growth Marketing, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Learn Growth Marketing is a production of Earnworthy LLC. 